The box cutters would like to apologise for the sound quality in this episode. It will not happen again. Thank you. I don't think you can say it won't happen again. <laughs> well, we can. We can say it's it won't happen again, can't we? It might happen ha- again. I, you know we what? didn't know it was going to happen this time. Yeah, that's, we, that's we, we didn't know, and, and the sound quality is, is, is a bit bad. So we're, Hopefully, we're though, it's the last time we have a little bit of John Howard in the show. Yeah, maybe, because it really, it really was the prime minister. <laughs> <laughs> we're really <laughs> sorry. We're we sorry. Now it's on with the show. Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 111. It's what Woodstock says. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Mr. Ross McQueen. And Line. <laughs> Line. Uh, hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey. And to my right, <laughs> Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. Uh, it's a big show. Office again. Yeah. American Office. Very funny. It is a very funny show. Mm. That was what that was what line was from, right? Mm. I, I saw it in another show. Oh, well, they ripped that off from somewhere else. I uh, I saw. <laughs> what do you mean they ripped it off from somewhere else? I'm sure Homer's Actually, done it this week. It it it, it <laughs> this it, week. It, it it it's a common stage thing. This week I saw line in the soup. Ah. Uh, so so maybe that's I was thinking it was it was from that, but then mm. realised you don't get to watch the soup. That's true. So, I don't get to. But I don't get to. It is such a good show. And uh, watching this week's episode of Pushing Daisies from, from the US, mm-hmm. uh, Joel McHale hosted The Soup, uh, played the corpse. Oh, okay. The, the main corpse in it. So that was always nice to see. Yes. And that was Box Cutters, episode 100. And well, no, no, no. Before we, before we, uh, before we end the show, I, uh, I, I, I have a bit of a public service announcement to make. I know, uh, I know we shouldn't be expressing personal opinions on this show, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that Australia has a very clear choice on Saturday. Uh, and we've, we've got a real chance to do something here. And, I, and I'd hate for Australia to wake up on Sunday morning and realise that they'd done the wrong thing. Uh, so I'm urging everybody to think about your love of actions, and for the love of God, do not watch Mel and Koshy's election night crapathon. Absolutely not. It's got to be Anthony Green. It has to be. It's got to be Anthony Green, the ABC team. It has to be. In fact, and, uh, I, I, I hope they have jackets made up that say that. <laughs> and I'm still a bit confused, Ross, and I can't think for myself. Who should I vote for on Saturday? I don't care who you vote for. <laughs> Just don't watch Mel don't and Don't watch Mel and Koshy. That's no help. <laughs> either, you know what? Either, either watch Anthony Green or watch the car crash that's going to be Ray Martin. <laughs> Some, somehow, Brett, I'm, I, I think you're just... Uh, you're just playing it up for the for the purpose of the podcast. I think your mind is well and truly made up. No, 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 really, no. Well, well why are you wearing that Australian Democrats T-shirt then? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, retro is all ironic and in at the moment. This is uh, a podcast all about television, so we're going to try to keep it to that. Mm-hmm. We try, yeah, we try. Uh, we're uh, we've uh, going to talk about two more shows in the fall season from the US. Big Shots and The Big Bang Theory. Two big shows. Two big shows. Uh, we've got an I Don't Buy It. We've got a Ray Watch. Uh, we're going to talk about Californication with mm. the, the first season having ended. Mm. We've got a Letters to Box Cutters. A Letters. Uh, the, the, segment, the segment oh, okay. is Letters to Box Cutters. We've got a segment ah, called right. Letters to Box Cutters. Right. Three letters. We oh, have three letters. Three oh. letters. Wow. Including the one that didn't make sense? Including the one that didn't make sense. Wow, that sounds exciting. I can't wait to 
try and make some sense of that one. Uh, we're uh, going to talk about Christmas, and uh, if you're just reading along the... Uh, 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 if you're, if you're reading DVDs. DVDs. I, I don't want people to tune out to think we're going to talk about Christmas. Yeah, but I, I was going to say, if you're yeah, reading along the running order... Because November. If, if you're reading along, er, along the running order with us saying this, we've got some Christmas pork. Ah, yeah, yeah. Because we do finish it all up with pork, and as always, we're going to kick things off. Oh, oh yeah, yeah the there's quiz. a quiz. The quiz is in there somewhere. That doesn't bother you. That doesn't need to be put on the run. So now. tiny. No, no. So tiny. <laughs> Nor on the playlist for no. the cards, apparently. <laughs> no, well, because, you know, the playlist is made by the... Uh, anyway. <laughs> <sighs> going to kick things off with the Box Cutters news. Talking about Christmas, uh, it's not going to be such a jolly one for employees at Channel 9. How did I know he'd pick this news item to I, go with I first? Know. Because we're talking about Christmas. Right. Uh, Channel 9's new CEO has been targeted as the Christmas Grinch um, <laughs> after confirmation that there won't be any more lavish hampers for staff this year. You know what? This gets me really angry. This gets me really, really angry. What's that? 20 years ago in this country, he would have been called Scrooge. <laughs> and now... So, so, and so now we would have been this, looking at... The, the Americanisation hey, American hey, hey. of our culture, suddenly he's the Grinch. Hey, I've got to tell you, Seuss kicks Charles Dickens' ass every time. And oh, yeah, twice no. on yeah. Sunday. No, I'm, I'm and, with you on that. But we didn't and, have a big Grinch thing in no, Australia. That's, that's true. He, that's would have been, Josh, he would have been called Scrooge. But Josh, it's not like Scrooge is a big Australian tradition. It's an English... Uh, vestige of colonialism. Yeah, but that, uh, we, so eat, we, eat winter, we eat winter foods at Christmas lunch. Mm-hmm. That just makes sense to go with Scrooge. <laughs> oh, he's got you there. <laughs> I, I don't. You know, if, if you want to talk about colonialism, the whole Australian English, uh, uh, whole Australian Christmas culture is is all about. But, but most of the northern winter Christmas food stuff also applies to the state. So, so. There's no some difference. Oh, he's got you there. Between Grinch and Scrooge. You know what? I like to go to a Chinese restaurant and I can have dim sum difference between <laughs> Grinch and Scrooge. Uh, the Christmas hampers were a favourite uh, gesture of the late Kerry Packer, uh, but PBL's new owners uh, aren't going to be having any more of that. Uh, they say that the hampers were a personal gift from the Packer family to their employees. Uh, with the new majority owners, it was decided not to have hampers. And with a comment on this on the line, we have James Talia. From the- <laughs> oh, I was no. going to say, check the check the blog. No, no, I'm sure James has already. You'll be hitting F five on that front page. <laughs> he's written. Uh, he's written his right of reply on the blog as we speak. So, so I'm sure he has. So he's uh, he's not going to get. Well, you know, he's not going to get the Channel Nine thongs that he didn't get last year. Is that what you're saying, Brett? Well, I can't believe that he didn't get his hamper last year, but uh, yeah. We're sticking up for you, James. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's I don't it think it's good sense. enough that, that Channel Nine is scrimping on uh, on their gifts for their employees, and you know, obvi- I don't know. Maybe this will undo Ross. Maybe this Ross. will undo the lift of morale that David Gingell being back at the station has brought. Ross, do you have any real news? Apparently, SBS has decided to uh, to make its own version. Of uh, Top Gear. Why? No, no, do you have any real... 
A lot of box it's, cutters fans why? are big. A big Top Gear. F- uh, yeah, Top Gear, Top Gear yeah. is a fantastic show. It's fantastically produced. It's, so got, it's, it's got a knowledgeable and and funny team that present it. And every time they say Vauxhall, we say Holden. That's the only difference. It's news that Australia is going to ruin it. it yeah. It, and it, it is going to be so ruined. I, d- I don't see the point. What, I mean, I'm not a Top Gear fan, but... There's there's nothing culturally specific about. It. Obviously, this mm-hmm. is the this is the big thing now. You make a format of television and you try and sell sell it to as many kind of territories as possible. But this is, this isn't the block or some kind of new but, reality but also, show. Why sell it to a territory where the original is already so popular? Hmm. Mm. That, does, that doesn't somewhere. make any sense. To and me. what it means is that we're not going to be allowed to see the original. Really. Well, if they're making, if they're producing their own version of it, they're not going to show us. It is SBS. The, the, it's true. If you if you if, that if was you a download it, if network. you download it or try to buy it on DVD, people are going to come around and just close your eyes. <laughs> if um, <laughs> if uh, if, no, if but, it was a commercial network, I'd agree. But I think SBS will probably show both versions. Uh, I I wouldn't hold my breath on that. I mean, let alone that they're two or three years behind in the the episodes yep. that they show yep. us anyway. Yeah. Uh, and we get the international version, which has certain elements chopped out. I think one of the guys, uh, one of the producers, possibly was down for the um, Screen Producers Conference, which uh, mm-hmm. was on in the Gold Coast recently. Uh, and I, I think they're very, they're very actively trying to sell it to different markets. So I don't know if that was more the case than SBS being necessarily that gung ho to make it. And there were rumours that SBS was trying to poach the show and to do their own version. So I, d- I don't know, maybe it came under some sort of contractual obligation. And the deal that SBS have brokered with the BBC is a world first, but I, I think that we, the viewers, are going to be the losers out of this situation. Maybe uh, maybe I just don't have enough information, but in my mind it just it's going to look like bloke's world. <laughs> I, I don't know why that's happened in my mind, but, yeah. but, but the whole idea of Australians trying to, trying to do that and, and uh, replicate what what the British have done so well, but they're going to try to give it an Australian flavour, it's just going to end up being like Bloke's World. Yeah, I mean, imagine if Australians made Mythbusters. I know. We, I know. We do. And I have what fond memories of... That's I have, just nonsense. No, we don't I have not. fond memories of an Australian narrator uh, on that series. Yeah, you know what? Not the, the same, looking the, at the same uh, the Australian narrator. Stories. The Australian narrator wasn't the original narrator. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because I before it aired in Australia on SBS, uh, it was on Discovery, and it was made for the Discovery Channel in the US, yep. and so it was given a US narrator by Beyond Television. Yes, yep. Uh, the uh, oh, I forgot what I was going <laughs> to. Um, it, but it's, uh, let me help you out. No, Brett, you're wrong. <laughs> the, no, Brett, you're wrong. But it's curious <laughs> on to, that onto other news. It, no, no, it's curious. It's that, curious that uh, in the UK, Top Gear is uh, has. Had whispers about its uh, about its future being in doubt because of the amount of money that it takes to produce uh, the show. I can't see SBS putting anything like a tenth of the budget that they put into the UK version of it into an Australian version. Oh no, it's it really is going to be like Bloke's World. It's going to be shit, mm. like mm. Bloke's World, and that's it, just something I'll have to download. Pretty well. much, pretty much all of my news comes this week from the Writers Guild of America strike. So Which I, I am. I've been following it very, because it's it's. Have my, they found fantasy land where they'll get more <laughs> upfront payments? Because at the start? because because it's it's my episodes of Lost and Heroes that are going to pay for 
for this. They are back in the negotiation. Well, yes, table, this is, they finally. They are well, not yet. On November twenty sixth, they they are going to sit down. The, the two teams are going to nut, nut it out mm-hmm. and uh, and try to have uh, another set of negotiations. This was uh, on the uh, on the back of the last negotiations that fell over on the on the fourth of November. Uh, the Writers Guild made the uh, alliance of motion picture and television producers uh, promise that on the table there were going to be greater benefits for DVD, digital, and new media. Um, right here. So, so that's and and this was before or after Arnie stepped in and and resolved to uh, to to fix the strike. This was after. After this was after Arnie stepped in. Mm. How uh, did he propose that? Uh, he, he, I, didn't, he didn't. He didn't give any that. solution. He just said he was going to fix it because the uh, TV and film production meant so much to their state that he was going to fix it. He didn't have any solution. He just said, "I will fix it. I will fix it. I, I, I will bring in the Marines to, <laughs> to write TV. I will, I will use this opportunity to distract you from all of the destruction in San Diego from the fires. <laughs> we have done nothing." I do apologise for that shit ass accent. Which one? <laughs> mine. This, I think he's apologised for mine. I gave up on mine. I can't. I can't do accents. But uh, on uh, on more local news, uh, sad to say that uh, ABC Arts presenter Andrea Stretton uh, passed away uh, late last week. Mm. Uh, she was uh, suffering from lung cancer, and uh, and she's gone. That's a, a shame because she was a great arts presenter. I'll have more WGA news after Brett's news. Hey, keeping along the Channel 9 theme. <laughs> You're uh, obsessed. <laughs> David Gindel's not very happy, the CEO of the 9 Network, after um, the network was gazumped by Sunrise uh, with the appearance of High Five um, announcing the uh, their new member and also their DVD coming up in the pre-Christmas rush. Um, this was actually after today had... You've, uh, you, you've, got, to, you've got to say, Brett, because you missed this very important piece of information, on Sunrise. Oh, did I not say that? I don't think, I don't think you said on Sunrise. Yes, they were on Sunrise. Uh, otherwise, otherwise David sunrise. Gidgel has no reason to be upset. Oh, they announced it. So what? On Sunrise. Um, I might I, listen back to the show and find that I was wrong and I just drifted off. But anyway, On Sunrise, that's very important. After Today producers had uh, put off a high five appearance in December, uh, allowing them to go off and be on high, uh, Sunrise and uh, do what they wanted. On the competition's flagship breakfast show. They put the, today put it off until December. Mm. Yes. Mm. Not in December. Until December. Yes. Yes. But still, uh, Sunrise got the scoop. Yeah, your story's all over the place, Brett. <sighs> See, is it, that much, is, it, is it that much of a scoop? No. Because yes, that the, their primary, that that their their number one kids TV show team would be on the opposition's breakfast show that has uh, greater numbers and could potentially get more audience onto their network. Still, this is, I, I this is one of a string of David Gingell this, David Gingell that stories that seems to be popping up, which which I'm not saying aren't necessarily true, but is his PA announcing all these stories? I mean, you know, I, I think most of these stories are speculation. I think people are jumping around looking for anything now that now that they have David Gingell back in charge. That's that's just an opinion. Or did he have a press release saying, I'm very angry about High Five? 
Uh, I had a press release saying I was very angry about High Five. No one printed it. Completely different reasons, yeah. though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> this was according to a, a, a nine source. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, uh, last week I think I mentioned Quarter Life, the uh, the the new show by the creators of My So Called Life and Thirty Something. That's uh, that's only going to be released on the internet on mm-hmm. MySpace and on uh, QuarterLife.com one day later. Well, it turns out that because of the writers' strike, NBC has decided to bring it to television. Uh, So, uh, apparently, there's a a pact has been made with uh, the two creators, and the six-hour-long episodes are going to air on NBC. Uh, I don't have any dates for when they're going to start. Because they've already been Because they've already been written and made. So, that's fine. Yeah. They've already been written and made, and they're TV quality. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so NBC have gone right. Here's six hours of content. Give it to us. Yep. So uh, everything that the creators said about ah, it's not made for TV. We don't have any plans to show it on TV. Clearly, someone shows them a checkbook. Mm. Here you go. Put it on TV. Yeah, can't believe anyone these days. I'm so disillusioned. <laughs> uh, and uh, just to consolidate last week's uh, confusion. There's uh, going to be a special episode of This Life uh, produced in the UK called This Life Plus 10. Yes. Um, actually going back to the household and uh, I guess seeing where they're up to now. It's uh, it's going to be a, a lot like 35 up. A yeah. Lot, a lot like 35 <laughs> up, I think. Um, yeah, apparently Jack's just uh, working as a uh, garbage collector these days. Veteran journalist Ray Martin is uh, re- sorry. Sorry, <laughs> I, I forgot to put the crickets in. <laughs> is reassessing his uh, future in TV. Um, no, 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 you did this story already. <laughs> you did this story a couple of weeks ago. ago. Months ago, uh, he's still- he was quitting. He was quitting. We, we were told. No, 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 no. And then all he did was quit to Sunday mornings. <laughs> Why is he quitting this well, time? I have to say, he and, just slouched over. And I've got to guess, it's something to do with David Gingell. <laughs> Ray is Ray is on the Sunday set. Ray is slouched over on his chair. Is he? Like, he just can't wait to get out of there. Really? He's just... Everyone else is sitting up straight, mm. looking straight at the camera. And, uh, and, and Ray is really elbows on his knees, just kind of... Mm. Just, just sitting there. Is yeah. it over? Always looking at his watch. <laughs> I may have made that last bit up. But he is. He's slouching. I think it's very unprofessional. Have you found your story yet, Brett? Well, this is quite curious. I thought that the story was in this article that I have with me, but apparently it's not. Okay, the the, the story um, is that Ray, Mar- Ray Martin has said that he would like to host a nighttime talk, talk show, show. Yep. a la Parkinson. And there was something about... However, he's saying that, that his contract is up for renegotiation, but he's not uh, putting that out as a demand for his contract re-signing. And, and he did say something, Ross, along the lines of, if David Gingell was not at the station, he wouldn't be thinking about re-signing to the station. Yep. He'd be gone. He wouldn't be back next year. So there is a David Gingell angle there. Mm. There is. It's the good morale that not having Christmas hampers is just wiped out. <laughs> You know what? Not having Christmas hampers, not having Christmas hampers, might mean, might mean that James gets to keep his job. Think about it that way. No, it's just corporate razor, razor slashing, slashing, <laughs> slashing razors. 
<laughs> they get diamonds and they slash the razors. It's amazing. It's amazing. Lastly, in the news, uh, you might have have read during the week that the writers of Young the Restless and uh, Days of Our Lives were going back to work, crossing the picket line. Uh, Scabs. Variety reported that, and uh, the very next day, the writers of. Uh, uh, and and so the, the WGA threatened to to remove uh, their WGA status and uh, and all sorts of things and uh, and the next day a, a release came from Young and the Restless saying we don't know what Variety's talking about no one's going back to work uh, on the on the daytime soaps everyone's still on strike as they should be except for on Ellen Ellen back at work oh and Ellen was going to do a, a show in New York and cancelled it. Because she heard that the Writers Guild were, were going to pick at her show and uh, and cause lots of trouble for her. So, uh, she's gone through enough. There was that whole dog thing. <laughs> Poor Ellen. <laughs> and that is the Box Cutters News. Hello and welcome to Today Tonight. Soap and water. Hello and I'm Naomi Robson. Swearing. Well, what a big week it was for the chaser yet again with more publicity. Mm. This time, uh, uh, kind of hand in hand with today tonight. Yeah. Uh, now uh, it, it was a very strange situation. Uh, several members of the Chaser crew snuck into the Today Tonight offices and were looking for uh, host Anna Corrin. And once various upper people found out, like executive producers and whatnot of Today Tonight, found out that they were there. Uh, they came and uh, and cracked the shits with them and uh, and swore at them and refused to let them leave the building for uh, for quite some time and there was a bit of controversy over whether they were actually trespassing or as the chaser said whether they were invited by Anna Corrin to come in. Uh, then Channel Seven went to the High Court and got a court injunction on showing the footage on showing the footage. On the basis that Anna Curran is a performer, (laughs) not a reporter, she's a performer, performer. and so her performance is copyrighted. Yes. So... Which is is also a a, a backhander from Channel 7 to Anna Curran. Well, it it seemed like they went to the High Court just to have a go at her. Like, just to have a go at their host. (laughs) I mean, why else... Apart from calling her a performer... what? I mean, I don't know why what they thought they were going to gain from stopping the footage being aired. It's, it's not like the chaser could make any more fun of Aaron, Anna Curran than, no, exactly. than they already were. Exactly. I, I mean, they, they've already made her look like a, a, a terrible idiot of Naomi Robson proportions. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, but this this kind of calling her a performer is the kind of thing that Channel Seven were doing to Naomi in her in her last years. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> weeks, weeks particularly, but uh, but uh, yeah, last little time. Now I don't know if either of you saw it, but today tonight ran a seventeen-minute segment. Seventeen, without, I without thought it was fifteen. Ads, without ads, seventeen minutes without ads. I didn't get to see it. Well, I because we uh, it's on YouTube, isn't it? Oh, I, I don't know. It could be. Yeah, it possibly is. We um, I, I we were watching the end of Channel Nine News and then just saw the very start of A Current Affair where they introduced it by showing some of the movie Tombstone. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, yeah, it's, it's something like, 
if cameras were guns, this is what it would have looked like. (laughs) Tombstone, the the Wyatt Earp film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah, With the postman. And, yeah, and Val Kilmer. (laughs) With the postman and Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, And so then we kind of turned over to uh, to Today Tonight to see if they were covering the same story. Today Tonight's story was like watching paint dry. It was terrible. They just had the, the two boys from the chaser just bailed up against a white whiteboard, which I'll get to in a minute, uh, just basically saying, you're trespassing. No, we're not. Yeah, you are. You're trespassing. And, uh, and this, went on for, this went on for 17 minutes. And then, uh, and then the reporter from Today Tonight said, well, apparently the chaser didn't know they were trespassing. So that can become the chaser defense now. Now imagine this, your next door neighbour comes into your house, starts filming you in the shower, they can get away with it from the chase of defence. They just tell the police, we didn't know we were trespassing. Oh my God, I can get away with it. Now this is, this, <laughs> this is quite rich because the reporter uh, in question was Brian Seymour. Who, uh, who we all know, lured Mercedes Corby's to McDonald's. Ah, oh, yes. <laughs> and here he is, you know, accusing people of uh, of trespassing and whatnot. But the whiteboard, they they had them up in, they had them bailed up in front of a whiteboard in the Today Tonight offices. Mm. Whiteboard which featured many of the Today Tonight staff's name and phone numbers. Yes. And independent producers' names and phone numbers. And a lot Who of those... proceeded to receive uh, phone calls from viewers. A lot of those viewers. people have been getting calls. Like, the whole thing was just a... It was just a shambolic nightmare. And I'm... I, I just... I have no idea why... Why Channel 7 ran with it. I mean, I guess Chaser rate, so it's a good rating story for them to have... You know, to do a story on the chaser, but it was just—it was such a nonsense story, and I don't know why they went to the high court. Uh, they, I think they went to the high court just out of because uh, they're out of practice with going to court, right? <laughs> you know, they—they they were in court for so long, and they haven't been in court for like six months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and their lawyers are just sitting around; they're they're, they're playing uh, strip poker in the cafeteria. <laughs> So, you know, put them to work, take it to the High Court. Uh, I have no idea. It makes absolutely no sense. It's, uh, it's bizarre. Channel 7 seem to have done themselves no good. No. They've, they've done no good. All they've done is make what was already not a very good last episode of The Chaser's War on Everything an even worse last episode of The Chaser's War on Everything because they couldn't show the Channel 7 footage. Mm. Uh, and And that's all they've succeeded in doing. But what they wanted to do was capitalise... I think what they wanted to do was capitalise on the 1.3 million people who watch The Chaser every week, uh, knowing full well that out of that, out of that 1.3 million, there are probably a million people who don't watch Today Tonight. Yeah. And trying to get them on board for, for the show. Yeah. Just so that they can boost their own ratings for, for one episode. Yeah. I think I think that's it. See, that makes perfect sense to me. That part, I still don't quite understand the whole "take them to court, don't let them show the footage" part. It just seems like an incredible waste of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that that bit I don't understand at all. Um, now, I did report a, a number of weeks ago that uh, the chaser had been in talks with Channel Seven uh, about uh, jumping ship from the ABC over to the network, um, and they had signed a deed of mutual release. Uh, but it's looking like that's not going to go forward out of uh, last week's shenanigans. What, I've got what, some rude jokes it? about deed of mutual release. What what are deeds of mutual releases? I have no idea. 
basically, I, I think it's a, a formal declaration that they're talking to each other about doing business. Okay. <clears throat> it's it's a, an agreement to talk. Right. Or something. Hey, uh, while we're on uh, the topic of today, tonight, Brett, do you want to play this uh, this little 40-second bit? Prime Minister, you are one of the most successful Prime Ministers this country has ever seen. Uh, the man sitting next to you will take over if you are re-elected. Yeah, he will. And I think that'll be a good thing. What's he got to offer? Well, he's got to offer all of the experience of the last 11 years. He's got to offer very high intelligence, a very good sense of humour. And inevitably, because he's different, he's not me, he, you, you bring different and new perspective. And uh, he'll be re-elected, he'll be elected unopposed as, uh, uh, when I go, if we're re-elected, there'll be a transition. And uh, Peter will be elected unopposed. He'd make a good Prime Minister? He'd make an excellent Prime Minister. Now, I didn't mess around with the tape there or anything, but it really sounded like the batteries were running low <laughs> yeah, on, on the Prime Minister. That's the, uh, the Prime Minister from this evening, uh, Monday evening on Today Tonight, talking with Aaron, Anna Corrin. Uh, right. He and uh, the Treasurer, Peter Costello, were being interviewed for the first time in 11 and a half years together. And, uh, and so many things I want to say about that. Firstly, how weird does the Prime Minister sound? He sounds very weird. Yeah. Just it is. But I was wondering if it was... Because we didn't have the visuals to go with it, but... It, you obviously, it obviously jumped out to you watching it with the picture of the Well, no, 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 I, I hadn't seen this. I actually got a hold of this audio during the day. Oh, okay. Uh, so I haven't, I haven't seen it. Maybe it is just dodgy audio, but it just sounds weird. I love it playing does. it. Going, Ooh, it yeah, you, it, it sounds like somebody's got their finger on it, just slowing it down a little bit. Secondly, uh, on the whole, Anna Corrin is a performer, a performer. thing. Why bother? Why bother getting the Prime Minister to sit down with a performer? I mean, this is this comes down to they're trying to tell the public something on one hand, and trying to do it, trying to tell them something. You know, on, on the one hand, they're trying to say, "Well, she's just a performer, and uh, and all she does is is do segues between the stories." On the other hand, they're trying to present her as a as a reporter, as an interviewer, as as a journalist, as as a more important figure than Barry Cassidy, evidently. Yes, because uh, of course Barry no, was, was complaining Rudd about Rudd wouldn't go on his show. But yeah, Howard was on Insiders a few yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, and that whole thing, that whole thing with while well, we're on Raywatch and, and talking about that, the whole thing with uh, Barry Cassidy and, and Rudd, I think Barry's taken it a, a little bit too personally. And uh, I, I actually really liked Julia Gillard's response, which that was, was very funny. You could continue to, to act like a jilted lover, or we could do this interview. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a great call. Uh, I he does have a point though. There are two shows on Australian television completely dedicated to politics insiders and meet the press and rudd didn't do either of them during the election campaign i think that's i think that's a really fair point mm. but he does but barry is coming across as a bit of a whinger about it he is he is he's, he's very upset yeah mm. yeah anyway that's uh that's Raywatch. this is marie cardi and you are listening to that fluffy white cloud of goodness box cutters <laughs> stick it in the fire and eat it <laughs> Now everyone's sounding slow. <laughs> exactly. It's, oh, that's weird. <laughs> okay, quick. Let's do the section really quickly. We've got to get the feet up. Uh, four men and their difficulties with women. <laughs> Desperate that's, housewives for men. It's big shots. No, it's big shots and the Big Bang Theory. That's uh, both shows. Yeah, okay. okay. Both shows. Okay. Four, four men, experts in their field and their difficulties with women. Mm. But that's around about where the similarities diverge. Yeah. Uh, desperate house, desperate housewives for, uh, for about men. That's I, the Big Bang Theory. No, <laughs> big shots. Big shots big is shots. the first show that we're going to talk I, about. I think they wrote it. I think that's how they wrote it. I think the network's executives say, "Hey, if we could have a desperate housewives for men, 
we'd get the other half of the market. Yeah. Go I away and write. Off. I don't think it was Desperate Housewives. I think it was Sex in the City. No, no, it's definitely Desperate Housewives. It's and got I, the I same think, wackiness and, and little music cues and everything. No, but there's not that kind of, kind of no. neighbourhood spying on each other in the Brett, street kind of Go back stuff. to your bong. Yeah, that, that's because it's, it's, <laughs> this is because it's about men. Yeah, it's... No, no, but it's Sex in the City, except that they're playing golf rather than out shopping. No, but the men, their neighbourhood is the golf course. Yeah, the, uh, the it, it's true. It's true. It really is. And it, it is exactly Desperate Housewives. The, the thing about... Thing about Sex in the City, and the reason it's not Sex in the City A is uh, it's it's not focused on one particular person, one particular storyline, with the others as uh, as basically filler for that one storyline, uh, which is Ooh, what Sex in the City. That's was. what they called to make on Sex in the City. That's what Sex in the City was. No, it wasn't because because different people. Oh, if you would, love it so much, would, Brett, why did you marry it? Would identify with different characters and say, "I'm a Miranda, and you're a Samantha, and you're a slut." Or whatever her name was. No, that was Samantha, wasn't it? Oh, you're a Carrie. Uh, this has uh, Michael Varton, who uh, who was in Alias and Rogue. Uh, it also has Joshua Joshua, Joshua Molina. Molina, who was Will from The West Wing, Will and he was and he was also in Sports Night. It has uh, Dylan McDermott, who was Bobby in The Practice, and it has Australian Iron Man Guy Leach. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't have that here. Really? He does look like Guy Leach. I just thought it was Titus. Christopher Titus, are you sure? I'm pretty sure it's Guy Leach. Christopher Cronus? What? <laughs> the, he does look like Guy Leach. So these, yeah. are, these, are, these are four guys. They're all uh, executives in, in big business or they're CEOs. or they Three run. CEOs and one crisis manager. Yeah. Yes. And, they, uh, and, and three of them actually have storylines. One of them, you know, Dylan's, he's uh, got an ex-wife and a daughter and... Uh, and he's having trouble having slept with a transvestite, uh, and that's kind of a serious storyline. Transvestite and then you've got hooker. Transvestite hooker. And then you've got uh, Michael's character, who was uh, supposed to be fired, then his boss died, and then he's made CEO, and he finds out his wife was sleeping with her. And is, I have to say, the only likable character in the show. Well, that's really the heartfelt kind of yeah. storyline. And then you've got uh, Joshua's character, whose uh, wacky mistress befriends his wife, and then you've got Guy Leach who just flitters around kind of being alternately heartfelt or wacky depending on what's necessary at the time. But, but being c- completely and utterly under the thumb of, of his wife. Yeah. And that's it. He just, his he wife, just, who we don't see. Who we never see. No, and he just kind of gets his balls waxed. It's a bit like Wilson in uh, Home Improvement. Oh. No, no, no. Because <laughs> you see the back of her head, but they're, they're like really obviously not showing her face. You you are about three seconds away from talking about how this show is like play school, Brett. <laughs> Joshua Molina had... Is it supposed to be a comedy? Because there were lines... There were the his, lamest his lines that and, he had to deliver that and were just completely unfunny. That's why I think it's like Desperate Housewives, because it tries to mix that really serious, heartfelt, serious issues with wacky. And his character is just wacky. The whole, the whole situation is supposed to be wacky. It's like everything happens to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what a wacky mistress he's got. Oh, look, his wacky mistress is befriending his best friend. And they have a little bit um, of a piano. His wife. Look, look at, yeah, sorry, his wife. Look, look, at how, look at how hilarious it is when uh, he, his mistress, and his wife all go to couples therapy together. Hilarious. Oh, so funny. And this Let's is, go play some golf, eat something, and worry about the transvestite. And this is why I hated this show. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it just it has nothing to it. It, it is completely soulless. Because it, it is so manufactured. It is very much executives sitting around going, well, if we're going to do Desperate Housewives as men, they'd have to be desperate men wives. Uh, so let's make them have to be answerable to their wives and have problems with their wives. And let's have them complaining the whole time that women are the new men. 
or Men of the New mm. Women, which yeah. was I got it confused. They, they mentioned that a couple of times. I think uh, I think uh, Women of the New Black. Right. I think that's how that works. <laughs> it, it, it's really just men behaving uninterestingly. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Uh, the only thing the only thing that keeps me interested in the show is this, one of the same things that that get me interested in uh, in Party of Five, which is how does Dylan McDermott keep his his beard his that, that strange, not quite stubble, not quite beard length. Oh, was he in Party of Five? No, no, he wasn't. But, but Charlie and Party of ah, Five Charlie had the same, yeah, had the same yeah. issue. Yeah, yeah, Intriguing, true. and I want to see him shave one time just so I can see how how he gets it done. <laughs> they they film the Clippers. That's they, how they do that. They film all his scenes on his fourth day of growth, and then <laughs> right. he shaves his beard and, he and can't work for a few more days. <laughs> uh, you going to keep watching it, Brett? Oh, I can't imagine. No, I mean no. it's got a pretty good cast. Before you actually watch the show, really? If you like, I, I like Josh and Melina. Yeah, I like Josh and Melina. Dylan McDermott's very Dylan good. Dylan I like Michael. Another Barton. reason I think he's good, and uh, it's also got Paige Turco in it, who is an American Gothic. She's she's good. Another but- reason it's not like <laughs> Sex, in Sex in the City because Sex in the City had a theme every week. And did explorations on that theme. This has nothing. But that was only because <laughs> Carrie was a com- columnist, and so it was reflecting no, no, what no, she was writing in the No, no, no. It's not only col- because Carrie was a columnist. And Carrie these, was a columnist and, and, so that and, and they had a vehicle it. to get through these themes. And okay, okay, these okay, guys okay, are that hold on, hold on, hold on. Brett, you're right. It's a bit like Sex in the City. Josh, you're right. He's wrong. <laughs> no, I agreed with both of you. I know, but you agreed with me last. Which makes ah, me more now right. we've resolved that. <laughs> um, how about uh, the Big reunion Bang. for Roseanne in the Big Bang Theory? Big Bang Theory. There's, who else? No, it's, just, it's just David from Roseanne. There's uh, Sarah Gilbert, who's uh, the chick in the laboratory. What laboratory? <laughs> this how is many? The problem with only watching the first two episodes. How many episodes did you watch? Uh, seven. Really? Yeah. Do you love it? I, I don't mind it, actually. Do you love it? Yeah. Do you get a bit kissing it at no. night? No, I don't do the, that. Uh, the, the, thing, the thing about uh, Big Bang um, Theory, okay, it's, uh, it, is, it, is four, it, is, it is four guys. Two of them live in an apartment together. Uh, they are both physicists. And surprise, and surprise, for, yeah, for this fall season, it's nerds. I'm beginning to think fall season was written by the awesome O robot from South Park, <laughs> but instead of Adam Sandler... It's okay, uh, two nerds, uh, and uh, like that's all it is. You know the difference between this show and all the other shows we, we've had about nerds? All the other shows are about how great nerd culture is, and this one is really making fun of nerds, uh, a la 1984's Revenge of the Nerds. Mm. Well, uh, it, 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 it's about their social misfit goodness. Yeah, not, not about, not really about. I mean, the thing is, I know quite a few physicists, they're not like that. Uh, you know, I know I know a lot of a, a lot of scientists. I, I studied science at uni, and so you know, got to know a lot of scientists. A lot of them are in punk bands. Like this is just such a ridiculous stereotype that makes me turn off almost instantly. Plus, from a show like this. And then we've we got haven't, we haven't mentioned the most important part. A the bimbo, bimbo moves, moves in, in across the hall, across the hall. Mm. from these two guys, and these two guys have another two friends who are also just as nerdy and weird and dandruff ridden. And they come and, over and they have Halo Night and. Yeah, Stuff and like uh, and then and the girl looks at them a little bit weirdly, but also a little bit uh, of oh, aren't you so cute? And uh, and David from Roseanne, who has to wear glasses and put on a nasally voice to to sound uh, and and look a little bit more nerdy than than he is, and uh, squint and look up to the left. Uh, he uh, he falls for the girl across the hall, and so he's constantly just trying to get his end wet. But he knows that he's he's a fairly long shot on actually getting his end wet. You know what? Yeah, but I, I wouldn't put it past them doing an episode all about him working out the statistics of you know what? Of finally getting with I, that girl. I think that's on his whiteboard every week. Right. I'm 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 kind of with Brett on this one. 
Really? Out of all the nerdy shows we've seen really? in fall. And you didn't all... like Carpoolers, but you like this? I like this more than Carpoolers. You are on crack. Out of any of the comedies I'd watch, I'd watch this more. Really? This, this had some amusing moments. I had nothing. I'm not saying it's good, but I'm saying compared to the rest of the comedies we have seen and compared to the nerd shows we've seen, this is better. I am a little bit over watching conversations happening as they're walking up the stairwell because the lift is, is eternally out of order. Yeah. Walking past the same set that's just got a couple of different props yep. on it. Yeah. I yep. had I was I had after nothing. that after the first episode. <laughs> I, I see them. They, they, in the first episode, they, uh, they walk into a room and they look at a, a nurse sitting at a counter and the nurse looks at them and there's a, a laugh track there in that bit. Mm-hmm. There's there's no joke there. This is this is everything that you're yeah, but that's, everything that's that you, what the that you whole scream about carpools was like. There was no joke anywhere. There were jokes there, and there was no <laughs> laugh track trying to show you where the jokes were. This I find this wait, so wait, much wait, more wait, annoying. Wait, what what are you saying to us? If there's if no there's, jokes, if and there's no a laugh joke track, and a laugh track, rather than no jokes and no laugh track. Yes, I say no jokes and a laugh track is way worse than no jokes and no laugh track. You see, I say no jokes and no laugh track is trying to be uh, Emperor's New Clothes. No, I just think... Look at how well-dressed I am by using all the latest fashions. I just think let, let people laugh if they want to laugh. Don't oh, force, I, I, no, don't I agree force with a that. laugh on them. I agree and with that. And if there's no joke there, don't put a ridiculous... <laughs> I agree with they that. They looked at each other laugh. I agree with that, except that I think if it's a funny show, that's fine. And I don't think this is a funny if show. If it's an arrested development, if it's a curb your enthusiasm, that works fine. I think with these new shows, they say, oh, we can't have a laugh track because no one has a laugh track anymore. I think that's false and stupid. And I think Carpools was crap for it. But I think have and a I laugh think track... This, this is quite funny. Have a laugh track if it's funny. I don't think this is funny. Have a laugh track where there are jokes. I'm not saying that particular scene was funny, but I think once the characters grow on you a bit, I think this, was, this had some amusing moments. Mm. Mm. So how many, how many episodes did you watch, Ross? Two. Right. <laughs> and I'm not going to watch any more. I watched two, and I, I'm not going to watch any more. people have got to watch three episodes. <laughs> you have to watch three so episodes. So Sarah Gilbert turned up in, in the third episode, and uh, she did turn up in uh, a couple of episodes after that, and uh, she and Leonard had a kiss and, and you know... D- I still got a bit two of a more shows to download for thing. next week. I'm not wasting more bandwidth on, on shows I already um, don't like. But also Laurie Metcalf, who was Jackie and Roseanne, is the mother of the tall housemate roommate. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And she turns up in an episode where he gets depressed and won't do anything. She's, she's excellent. She hasn't um, really done anything she's... since Norm. Mm. 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 <laughs> it's, Brett will agree with everything five seconds later. So, no, <laughs> I, I, when At least you, know, when you said Norm, it. I yeah. thought, cheers, and yeah, yeah, had yeah, to yeah. Read. Yep. And goes, they never did each other. What? <laughs> Chuck, uh, carpoolers, this is much better. No way, Chuck is. You are so on so much crap. You know what I think it is? Chuck is. And I, I don't mean this. At, I don't mean this at all offensively, but this is a show that's having a go at nerds, and you don't like it so much. Whereas the show that relates to the nerds, you kind of like. Yeah, that, I, that's all I'm saying. That's which all I'm saying. The, the which ones is, that portray the nerds as the, the latter day rock stars. Yes, the heroes. You which, love those shows. Which is fine, but Ross, you're no Fonzie. I've got to tell you that now. I'm, I'm not trying to suggest that I am in any way, shape, or form. I'm just he saying. He just doesn't that, need TV validation. I just say that the, <laughs> the nerd comedy of Chuck. Just doesn't appeal to me. Whereas this this nerd comedy, I thought, yeah, there was some. Funny See, bits I, don't, in it. I don't think there's nerd comedy in this. I think there is uh, there is just making fun of say a, another minority of, of people with allergies or minority. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you guys are, are definitely the majority. <laughs> how is it? How is it? Us guys now. How how are you no longer a nerd, Brad? What's going on there? See, Crazy. I was just going to leave that there. Anyway, that's the big, <laughs> the big bang theory. Which I also have to say, the the uh, 
the, the I want to say interstitials, but that's not right. Uh, the the kind of bumpers for Big Bang Theory remind me a lot of a Cassie Cassie Werner uh, sitcom. They did uh, Third Rock from the Sun and that seventies show. Uh, and mm. well, the, 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 the opening title very, sequence is the, very very similar look. Rock from the Sun. Oh, okay, very similar look. Uh, so, mm. uh, but but it is created by Chuck Lorre, who did uh, Sybil and uh, Dumb and Greg. Okay, as well. Mm. So that's uh, that's the Big Bang Theory, and we also talked about Big Shots. Are you one of those that follows follows the Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July. Go down on you. This is one of those Zoot review ads. Zoot review. With Georgie Parker? Georgie Parker talking to Jolene Anderson from All Saints. A little bit of an All Saints reunion. And Jolene Anderson is talking about some new fruit juice drink in a bottle. In a bottle? In a bottle. They haven't done that before. She's talking about it tasting great, etc., etc. And she, uh, she has a bottle in her hand in one of those cutaway shots. And, uh, and they show her bring the bottle, put it up to her lips, and pretend to take a sip from it. But it is so <laughs> obvious that she does not imbibe any of the liquid. It's, it's really, really ridiculous. You watch it and you just go, oh my God, she did not drink any of that. And then... And then she keeps talking about how wonderful it is, and it's 55% fruit juice, which to me sounds like it's 45% not enough fruit juice. Sugar, and, water. Uh, and then uh, she, uh, there's another cutaway with her with it in a glass, and she brings that up to her lips and then pulls that away instantly as well, mm. not even pretending to do like a fake swallow or anything like that. <laughs> what is, so what she, is so wrong? So she's, she's one step up from Krusty the Clown. She doesn't spit it out like poison it tastes. <laughs> <laughs> but... This is this is exactly what it makes me think. Like this drink is poisoned, yep. and she knows it, <laughs> but she's still going to pretend to drink it and get the rest of us to drink it, and we'll all drop dead. Mm. <laughs> she's, I mean, she's she's not she's not a great actor by by any stretch. Uh, Georgie Parker or the other one? No, Jolene Anderson. All oh, right, uh, she's she's a really weak point in in All Saints. But mm. I thought she'd be able to pretend how to swallow. <laughs> Clearly not. I don't buy it. Box cutters. And we're back. We are back. We are back. Did you guys watch the final episode of Californication yet? Yes. Yes, yes I did. Y- you know very well I did, Ross. I know very well you did. <laughs> I called Ross as soon as I saw the end of the uh, the final episode of Californication, and uh, I-, I needed to scream at somebody. I'm not sure you can take it at face value, though. What do, what do you mean? Okay, th- okay Ross, if it wasn't Ross, so you, bad... You start. Ross, you start. It okay. wasn't so bad that they reused some of what they thought their best lines were in the finale because they obviously thought, what? oh, you know, you make my clavia shrivel because they, uh, you know, they obviously thought they didn't get La- enough... Labia. 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 Labia shrivel, which they obviously thought they didn't Later get enough... Later I'll tell you all about the parts of a lady. <laughs> yeah, <Ross>. thanks. <laughs> uh, they thought they didn't get enough uh, mileage out of it last time. And if it wasn't enough... Uh, overblown enough with that big-headed Muppet getting her period and then singing Only Women Bleed. <laughs> oh, that was that terrible. Was that insanely was... bad. As oh. if she couldn't have murdered that song anymore and the whole premise, it was just so... It's such a great so, song. It was so overblown. Oh. It was the climax. The whole climax was terrible. For those who don't know, uh, uh, he's a... Hank is a very cool writer who can bet any woman except the woman that he wants, uh, which is his uh, former lover. Uh, Karen and Karen is marrying the very boring Bill and that was kind of the most human element of it because we always saw Californication through Hank's weird perspective so Mm -hmm. 
you know, and that was that was kind of the most yeah the most human element I thought because you know who hasn't thought you know why doesn't that person like me more than them or or yeah. you know why does she want to be with that jerk instead of me and why does she look so much like Doctor Queen Medicine Woman? Uh, but at the end of the show, after she's married, boring Bill. So this is this is after they've got through a ceremony where Bill's daughter stands up during the. Does anybody have any reason why they two should stands not up drunk? Stands up drunk. Only to be sober about 10 minutes later. And, uh, and, and Hank says, no, go ahead, get married. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to say anything. When he's driving away from the wedding, Karen comes running up and jumps in the car and says, go, Hank, I've decided I want to live with you happily ever after. And then Quick, the, go before I change my mind. And well, the she didn't actually them, say that. She said, quick, before I change my mind. But she didn't say anything about I want to live with you happily ever after. Yeah, that's it, the implication. That, you know what? It just reduces everybody other than Hank in it to just... Cardboard cutouts. But yeah. why do you think that that was reality? There were there were two or three dream sequences throughout the show. That was reality. it opened up because if he's asleep while he's driving, <laughs> that's really bad. No, he, because he it, it was reality. Because because of course, all, it was reality. All of the dream sequences were very, very telegraphed. They were very, they were very shown. Well, maybe maybe they got a bit better on the last one. <laughs> no, Brett. <laughs> and I think, if you do I think take that as much... reality, where have they got to go? With the second series. Exactly. That was my point exactly. It's, they've got nowhere to go with it because they've got shit characters. They've got Hank who's so just basically... beginning of the second series, he wakes up and says, oh, it was all a dream. No, nah, no, nah. that would just make me shoot Ross's television. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to shoot my own. Come on, I've still got to watch it. The, uh, the, the thing is that, oh no, just absolutely terrible. And then it mm. ends in a freeze frame. Like, what the hell? With what? them smiling and driving away. And then I think did it, it may have even gone to sepia. I mean, the... <laughs> Just a very, very terrible ending. And the thing is, so much of it, so much of that episode had, was good bits. All the bits had with some Hank, good bits. The, when, when everyone's dancing, and Hank really seems to have come to terms with the fact that he needs to get on with his own life and, and move forward with his but own that life. Was, that, that was all just drivel as well. That was just like, hey, look, if he's learned his lesson, then Karen can jump in the car at the end and everybody's happy. No, just, no, just no. Bullshit. To me, it was To me, it was, okay, if he's learned his lesson, then we can see how hard it is for him in the second series, how hard it is for him to actually live up to this and, and change his ways. You reckon? Yeah, that's, that's the way I was seeing it. I was going, okay, Hank's, Hank's changing. This is going to make for a very interesting second season. There was always good and bad elements to it, but I think with the ending the way it was, it just came out as a writer's masturbatory fantasy. You know, he's this so cool writer that, you know, he got his agent because Brett Easton Ellis recommended him oh, at a yeah. party oh, in the God. 80s. I mean... It's just writer wank. He's critically adored by all, and he can sleep with any woman he wants to. How fantastic. I mean, it's just complete bullshit. And the thing that really annoys me... The only thing they got right was the self-loathing. Yes. (laughs) The thing that really annoys me is they raised some very interesting issues early on, when uh, in the first couple of episodes, you know, Hank is sleeping with any woman that he wants to sleep with, and then his daughter becomes somewhat promiscuous, and when she's confronted about this, she says, well, it's how else do you get people to like me? That's quite an interesting proposition, mm. you know. Here he is mistreating women, treating women terribly the whole time, and then look at the effect it's having on his young teen daughter. A- again, in, in an early blog, he's asking, why is our culture so determined to kill women? You know, why are we doing such horrible things to women when he's talking about, you know, uh, getting all their hair shaved obs so they resemble um, prepubescent pubic boys and stuff like that? Th- this is all quite interesting issues. The same with, you know, the whole thing about... Uh, you know, writing versus blogging. 
you know whether there's any kind of uh, any kind of good quality to be got out of blogging or whether it should just be writing. But all of that was just forgotten for just gratuitous sex and and obsession over his former wife. Like it just, well, you, it just turned into crap. You're right, and this is this is something that uh, when we saw like the first two or three episodes, and I, I love the. the the fact that it was called Californication, because not only is it, is, it, is it a pun on, on sexual words, but it was also like he's a New York writer who's moved to California, California, and if California was a verb, this would be the Californication of his life. That's exactly right. But still, would be really, really clever if Chili Peppers hadn't named the album that seven years earlier. Yeah, that's, that's like true. Like, if he'd come up with it himself, great. That, yeah, that, that, Sorry, that is, keep going. No, but that is true, and I'm looking forward to, to the next series called Blood Sugar Sex Magic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, but that's but that's it. This this was supposed to be the the, the concept of the show as as I saw it. That yeah. he was a, he was a New Yorker who had moved to LA and who was lost. Yep. And and was finding that the writing that he could do when he was in New York he can't do because California is such a completely different place to live. Yep. Yep. And and this was going to be about his problems in in that sense. And it ended up being about his daughter wanting to play guitar. Yes. Yes, a stupid, big-headed freak of a daughter. Uh, and, yeah, I think you said it well after the pilot episode, where you said, you know, you thought you thought the pilot was really good, but then it didn't fulfill its promise in the second or third episodes. Yes. And I think that's right. I think, in the end, it was a good idea. It wasn't a story. It wasn't a well-written TV show. It was just an idea he had, and he had no idea how to write it or how to finish it. But there was... But, but there he had were... Hank, which was a great character, and that was it. And, and there were ways... To, like I could, I saw a lot of promise, and I think Ross, if you and I sat down and went, okay, well, this is the character that we've got, and this is this is the situation that that he's in. Yeah, if if you spend six months on it, you can nut out a really good, solid story that way. Yeah, uh, I don't suggest that we go and do that because someone's already done it and wasn't very good. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I think he got a great pilot and then had no idea where to go from that. And in a double blow to fans watching it on Channel 10, Californication's now disappeared off the screen and it's getting replaced by Law & Order SVU, which means mm. The Office is gone as well. Oh, right. And they're mid-series. And I realised uh, I'm away in here tonight because I'm not recording Californication on the IQ uh, and I record uh, Supernatural. Mm. The only way I was getting the last 10 minutes of Supernatural was because I was recording Californication. Mm. Now I've really got to end this show and get home. Postman. Never a letter. You read it? You're a godsend. Savior. No, I'm, I'm just a postman. The postman. The postman. The postman. The postman. And now, letters to box cutters. The post, postman. 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 We've got... Uh, three. <laughs> We've got three letters. Uh, three letters. Do you, do you want to pass them around, guys? Or uh, do you no, just... you don't. Uh, all right. This uh, this first one comes from uh, Riley Boxcutter, also known as the Rasta. Uh, he uh, he said he wanted to report a tragedy that has personally befallen a member of the Boxcutter's family. "Quote: I'm currently travelling internationally." And it was in New York last week. Arrived 5th of November, in fact. Ever since planning the trip, nigh on six months ago, I always intended to be part of the studio audience in either or both of The Daily Show and The Colbert Report. Ah, fantastic. And then the Writers Guild went on strike. Oh. On 5th of November. Oh. Sure enough, no Daily Show, no Colbert the entire week we were there. It's possible that some other people have been hurt by the Writers' Strike, but I dare them to top this. (laughs) Uh, So thanks for that, 
Riley and uh, another one from uh, Troy Boxcutter who says, disappointed. Dot, 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 dot. Now that I'm downloading box cutters myself, rather than getting someone to copy them onto a CD for me, just like you do for Ed Phillips, or so he says, I finally caught up with the current episode and have been ripped off. No quiz, no chance to win a crumpler thingy. Because oh. last week we had no quiz. I wonder if we'll have a quiz this week. You'll have to wait and keep listening to find yes. out. Yes, yes. So, uh, Did we so- talk about that earlier? No, I wasn't talking. I wasn't saying you'll find out. I was saying <laughs> you'll find out. <laughs> That's uh, from Troy Box- Boxcutter, who in brackets writes, definitely not Trobo. No, not Trevor. And uh, and lastly, this one comes from uh, Warlatch. War- Warlock. 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 Oh, because yeah. it's it's yeah. Lachlan, Lachlan. So Warlock. Oh, that wasn't the one I thought that didn't make any sense. Oh, really? I, then I don't have the one that didn't make any sense. Because I've only got these three. Uh, the one that didn't make any sense was. Do you hear that? Ring, oh, ring, yeah, ring, 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 ring. ring, ring. <laughs> oh, 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 that, is. that came from your banana phone. phone. I just worked it out. Your banana phone. Yeah. Brett has this thing on his website that is like this flash animation that just goes ring, 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 banana phone. And uh, and the thing is, this is this is the crazy... Oh, Brett, shut up. Don't, Brett. It's crazy. The thing is crazy. It's stuck in your head. But the... The most bizarre thing about it, and, and this is the, the test that we did for uh, the, the beanbag giveaway, was Brett put the, crumb, the, the, the box cutters link in the same style that you're supposed to put uh, your entry for the, for the crumpler beanbag link on the banana phone page on his website, and it came far and away the greatest number of hits to box cutters it from that a lot of hits. It really gets a lot of hits. And it's it, it is the craziest, most ridiculous thing. It, and, it's, and the other thing is, what, what it's really it's really Web nineteen ninety nine. But people just seem to be continually amused by it. It is it what is bizarre. Uh, is, it, is it like the Dancing Jesus? I'll put a link is, up on the blog. It is just like the Dancing Jesus. <laughs> You'd think all those noises would get annoying, but they don't. <laughs> it's flying toasters and Dancing Jesus. That's all it is. Uh, Warlock says, love the show and meant to get a question through about this sooner, but have been flat chat and forgot. I think Brent, Brett mentioned the research showing that fast tracking had failed to make a dent in Australians' love of channel BitTorrent. wasn't me, so it must have been Ross. And I was wondering if there was a link or some way I could track down that info. I think it was actually me who had that. Uh, but that was, we're going back maybe two months in the news. Uh, I don't remember where I got it from and I don't think I still have the article. I'm, I'm sorry, Warlock, but... He could uh, try sending an email to us two months ago. Yeah, try doing that. Mm, if, that, uh, that would be the best bet I can think of. Uh, but uh, I think if you... Uh, I really have no idea. I have no idea where. Mm. It may have even just been speculation. Mm. Uh, well, t- <laughs> on this show. On this show, I know. <laughs> Never. <laughs> but I think I think speculation based on uh, based on ratings results that we were talking about. Ah, yeah. Well, yeah. if you uh, if you want to let us know what episode it was and and exactly who said it and uh, and why, but it's strange. No one's ever gotten me and Brett confused before. So maybe no. it was you, Brett. Maybe it was you, Brett, and you just don't remember, which isn't unlikely. No, it wasn't me. I, I remember everything that I talk about. <laughs> oh, do you now? Yes. No, you don't. Because I do it twice. Anyway, that's uh, <laughs> that's letters to box cutters. If you want to send letters to box cutters, you can send them to hooray at boxcutters.net. Or click on the thingy. Or click on the thingy. Yeah, that thingy. Just up there. G'day, you're listening to Ed Phillips here from Temptation across the Nine Network, and I am special guest of the Box Cutters. Love the guys' show. Love all three of you. God, you're funny. Never miss a show, and sometimes if I do, they make tapes of it on the internet and then send it to me. Has uh, has our computer had a stroke? <laughs> I think it was all it the drugs. It does sound like it's thinking it all the drugs the that we were doing uh, before the show have made everything else seem slow. Oh, right, <laughs> right. Maybe. 
Maybe. Yeah. Uh, Christmas is coming up, and as usual, there's some great DVDs to buy. Uh, Christmas, for some reason, seems to be the time that uh, you get lots of bonuses with your DVDs. Uh, if you buy the complete series of Deadwood, which will set you back about $170, you get a free set of poker chips. Not only poker chips, you also get uh, a set of Deadwood cards, I think, and... Uh and some shot glasses. Oh, really? Yeah, this this box not, set not, that I've seen. Not with the box set that I'm looking at. You just get the poker chips. So ah. maybe go with the one that uh, the one that Josh is talking about. Uh, Brett, you'll be interested to see that you can also get the Family Guy Party Pack, which includes season one to six, poker chips and playing cards, and forks with which to scoop out your own eyes. <laughs> uh, you can. I, I want one of those cat cat gun things, crossbows. I have no idea what you're talking Neither about. Neither do I. Uh, it's just the idea of watching Family Guy makes me want to poke at my own eyes with a fork. You can get the uh, complete Seinfeld now, as we've talked about before on the show. Uh, Seinfeld, I think you will It'll cost, set you back about uh, $289. Uh, now, the individual boxes have gone down to $40 each, except for the last maybe two series. So uh, if you don't have any box, if you don't have any of the seasons, the box set would probably be the way to go. Yeah, I have to say that the Deadwood uh, poker set is cheaper than buying the individual box sets as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you get the, uh, if you go for six feet under, it'll set you back about 150. They've got the complete series and you get a free tombstone with it. That's, Great, I'll keep that uh, for later years. Mm, it looks like a free tombstone. And I think the, it might just be the box that it's come in. And a, and a baseball there to hit yourself over the head with its <laughs> obviousness. But uh, but the one uh, the one that I think people will really go for is the uh, Arrested Development box set. Oh, so it comes with the banana stand. It comes with all three series and is uh, is very well priced at eighty nine dollars. That is a bargain. Which means that if you buy that instead of buying the three individual sets, you save ninety cents. Oh, really? <laughs> really? Is that all? Is that how cheap Arrested Development is now? Yeah, you can buy the individual sets for thirty dollars each, and these cost eighty nine dollars each. Oh. So um, yeah, make your own mind up there. But that right. doesn't come with anything. Oh, it comes in a box, but not with anything. No, with e- episodes no of chips, Arrested no bananas. Comes no. with episodes of Arrested Development. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know, extras. Anyway, so there are uh, there's some stocking stuffers, but uh, you won't be getting them in your hamper at Channel Nine, apparently. Nope. Okay, question three. Which can I- all these going to be about war? No. I got loads of. I got one on tennis. One on the Suez Canal. Loads. Okay. Question three: Which canal links the Mediterranean with the Red Sea? What sort of uh, that's so distracting? I, I've got to say, I, I apologise if this is a long episode. It's the uh, Windows Media Player. It's slowing us down. <laughs> it really, I, I've no idea. Can, can you kick it, kick it, Brett? Kick it. Uh, oh, can, may, may, maybe if I do this. What uh, sort of what sort of crumpler thing? What sort of crumpler thing do we have to give away this week? Um, um, a thing. A, a, cr- a crumpler thing. Actually, I, I need to be. Re- <laughs> It's got an accent plus plus down down. Uh, <laughs> I need to be restocked, so I'm not exactly sure what the winner gets this week. Let's say so, a thirsty so, L, a thirsty L, a thirsty L, a thirsty L. Is there going to be a prize for them? You know, if they win a prize, is there going to be one for them, Brett, or a Crumpler just going to yes, pull the, this? Are we going to promise someone a prize and then you got to get restocked and find out that Crumpler has pulled their sponsorship of giving us no money? Box no, cutters would never good. promise somebody a prize. I mean, <laughs> This show Come is on. built on that, damn it. <laughs> it must be the heat. This show's just gone silly. <laughs> anyway, the, the, uh, uh, the, the email to send your answers to is hooray at boxcutters.net uh, or click on the thingy. And, uh, and the question is, Ross. This week, uh, the question comes to us from Sesame Street. And uh, if you're learning to count, like my little one is at the moment, you'll be very familiar with the count. 
What is his full name? The Count from Sesame Street. The Count from Sesame Street. What is his full name? Uh, the Count from Sesame Street. I just said it. No. He's the Count who oh. loves to count. No. 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 Wow. The Count from... I do know, I do know it. I do, it'd be ah, ridiculous. If, yeah, it'd be yeah. ridiculous. If so, I is it like a proper name? Yeah, he, he does have a proper name. So, what is the Count's full name? Senior? Oh, it's... Oh, no, no, no. no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm not asking you, Russell. Oh, I'm lucky. asking the listeners. I know you always gave it away. <laughs> <laughs> you always said it was Count Flanders. Uh, the... Uh, it's not Count Flanders. Don't send that in. It's, it's wrong. Send your answers to hooray at boxcutters.net and you can win yourself a Crumpler Thirsty Owl thanks to Crumpler. The Crumpler, Crumpler, Crumpler. I'm sorry about this. Like Kicking it didn't uh, help at all. Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. It's going and too that's slow. It. We, have yeah, to cut. we have to cut it. Shut up, Brian. Pod. Shut up. Cut. God, he'll never finish. Just stop drinking. Hey, uh, after last Done. week... <laughs> After last week with us uh, bagging six degrees and saying what a shit show it was, the very next day Channel 7 came out with a press release announcing that they're showing six degrees. Yes, yes. So so that's good. That reminds me me of uh, very important news. The Kill Point is not being renewed for another season. Oh, is it? No, what a shame. Uh, But also uh, there was lots of ads during Rove. Apparently... Friends is coming on Channel 10, and they're very excited about it. I know, they're what? really and flogging the crap out of and it. And it makes me wonder what other surprises are in store for 1996. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, Channel 10 picked up Sex in the City after it had been screened in its entirety on, on the Nine Network. Yeah, and then they'd done nothing with it. No. Uh, well, who, Brett, you wouldn't watch it, You would were you? saying that The Young Doctors was being made for Channel 10 and was going to air in the Simpsons time slot of 6pm on a weeknight? Yes, this week, however. This week I read that it's actually Channel 9 doing it. Yep, uh, I believe Channel 9 gazumped uh, Channel 10 on the remake of... Uh, Are they putting it on at 6? I haven't heard anything about that. It can only rate better. <laughs> I'm just baiting James. Just Jim baiting Rowe. James. Hey, next Monday, the 26th of November, Seinfeld is going to appear on Enough Rope. So that should be good. On the, the show I used to on Triple R? No. No. Because no, uh, that'd Andrew, be a coup. That'd be such that a huge would be coup. A coup. That would be a coup, but no, on the Andrew Denton Enough Rope. Right. And did you guys happen to see Seinfeld? Just I saw, me. saw Seinfeld on, saw, saw on Seinfeld Rove. On Rove. Did, mm. He did rope. He did rope on Rove. Yeah, he was... The, that I wasn't really impressed wasn't, with. Wasn't Which rope? Uh, he did uh, uh, Fathers, about uh, about Fathers. They uh, they get to a stage in their life and they say, these are the clothes I'm happy with, these are the clothes I'm going to wear for yep. the rest of my life. Yep, yep. That, that I, don't, whole yeah, I, did, I didn't think it was great. Two things about Rove. Why does he get so much good publicity for the uh, Who Would You Turn Gay For? It's kind of just puerile and petty I, and unfunny. and like I always thought it was throwaway. Yeah. But then mm. Insiders, did you see the end of Insiders this yeah, week? Yeah. They were speculating on what Rudd was going to say. Yeah. And I think Andrew Bolt got it right. Did he? No, I think, I'd, I'd watched Insiders straight after it, and I'm pretty well, sure no he wouldn't got turn it right. gay for anybody. No, no, no. That somebody, somebody, said, somebody said, my wife to raise. You think? Yeah. I so, disagree. Some, somebody, I disagree. Somebody I was on watching, Insiders... I was watching Insiders recorded whilst skipping back to Rove to see Seinfeld, which was a disappointment. I'm sure somebody on mm. somebody on Insiders said, uh, uh, I'm very happily married to my wife. The other thing I don't understand about Rove is why at the end of every season do they is there such rabid speculation about whether he's coming back or not? I mean, it happens every year. I understand why it happened. Well, no, no. I understand last why year, it happened last year. Last That's a separate year, incident. It happened, it happened last year. It would have, it would have happened last year. 
regardless. Yes. Because the contract with Channel Ten was signed. and it happened. And then in they the signed It, it didn't happen in the previous yeah, year. Yeah, it did. Every year there was speculation no, about the, why in the previous was... in the previous years it's always been we're coming back bigger, better, stronger than before. We're going to change it up. We're going to do there's everything always, differently. There's always speculation about Rose's future. Well, and know, I don't know why. There's been the speculation that uh, he's going to do a chat show in the states, so maybe that'll pop up over summer and he won't be back. It'll pop up over but summer. Everybody is expecting it to come back. Then why is there all no, maybe the opportunity will pop not. up over summer to go and go and be the new jailer? I don't, I don't think there's any opportunities popping up over. No, summer. it's it, really it's not going to happen. That's that's you really may say that, but uh, it seems that there has been an amount of and you know he's a guest, he's being a guest on Leno, so obviously there's something that he's got that they're digging over there. Sure, uh, but I really there is such and we've discussed this before. There is such a line of succession. For, for any of these jobs, any of these late-night jobs. Maybe nobody likes any of those late-night dudes and they just want to get some new blood in. Yeah, but like, Maybe for example, that much better than all the others. Jimmy Fallon would be next in line for Conan's job, isn't he? Is, uh, Jimmy Fallon's next in line for one of the jobs. Yeah. Jimmy Fallon versus Rove. I mean... And there's uh, Jim Kimmel and there's, there's Craig Kilgore. There's those Americans that so just can't get enough of us Aussies. There's no Aussies. comparison in the amount of, in the amount of uh, knowledge of those people. Like and Rose's unheard of, and they don't go with unheard of people for those sort of positions. And and you look you look at that that first trip that he did uh, over to the US when there were all the cameras there and uh, oh, spotted Rove, and then you look at how Fifth Grader came to Australia very soon after that. Well, then that's obviously reason for him to to have been over there. He's he's been over there doing doing business deals, but uh, I think his uh, his bread and butter is definitely here. Definitely, I don't I don't see him going over there. I don't. Unless you know, so, Brent, no, you have this look on your nothing. face like, like no, no, oh, I know something that I'm not telling anyone. It could happen, but everybody that I've spoken to that's involved is saying that it's coming back next year. Sure. It, and, it, and it hasn't been speculation from the station or from anyone on Rove that it, it might not be coming back. No, 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 just, um, just newspaper article fodder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It could happen. You know, Bert Newton could, uh, could strangely be uh, elected leader of the Liberal Party in the next week and, uh, and then be, uh, become Prime Minister. He could. He could. No, he it could happen. He couldn't. His, <laughs> his name's not down as a candidate for any seats. Yeah, but he could still I can happen. categorically tell you, Josh, that that's not going to happen. Really? Yeah. Really? If he was... One, a thousand percent. If he was... Ten times full complete. If he was, if he was, in, if he was in the Liberal Party and he was elected leader of the Liberal Party and uh, John Howard lost his seat to Maxime McHugh... But this, and, uh, what do you mean in the Liberal Party? And somebody else... Have you guys, so, uh, have you I'm guys, just saying it's possible. Have you guys I'm saying it's those, possible, Brent. Uh, Anything's possible. Not in the next week. I Ten could, HD ads, yeah? Yeah. They're kind of misleading. Are they? Yeah. What about? Well, they, we, we've talked about how Australians don't really know what HD is. I, I don't, why um, have you changed the topic from um, the very important thing that we were talking about? And they say that, uh, you know, they say that, they pretty much say that anybody will be able to get 10 HD, which is wrong. You need an HD TV and or an HD set-top box. Even without well, no, those, you can, you can, you can still, the thing is, it. you can still get the, you can still get the programs that they're showing. You just won't be able to watch it in high definition. No, we, we, haven't we discussed this? You won't be able to get the high definition no, I think you can... But you one can, of the restrictions can, is about not having simulcast between high definition. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But, but if this is something that's never been answered properly, if I've got a standard definition television... You won't and be I able to get it, this. I tune it to that channel, what am I going to get? Static. Really? I think so. I'm not just going to get uh, the, the, no, same, the same thing that's I think been, it depends on your decoder. 
Okay. So your set-top box. So if your set-top box will take HD, that'll probably pump out uh, an SD signal to your TV if that's ah, what okay. you've got connected there. Yeah. You, you've that got to work. have the, the receiver that can receive the HD. I think so, yeah. Yeah, well, that, that makes sense. But then they're saying also that uh, you'll get 5.1 surround sound. Not if you don't have a 5.1 surround sound system, you won't. That's true. But you've got the signal. They're not saying you'll get the signal. They're saying you'll have surround sound. I'm just pointing out that, uh, that you know, we, we know a little bit about television and we're confused by this issue. The, the vast majority of the general public think, oh, that's a cute they, American doctor on that, more, but have no idea what he's talking about. Are they more or less misleading than the Telstra and Dodo uh, broadband ads where they show mm. you downloading something really quickly? Less. Um, but I don't think. <laughs> or, or. <laughs> what about the dodo no, no, no. where they're wearing the funny caps? Have you seen that one? Because no. it's all about caps on your phone, and someone's got like a gridiron helmet on, and they can't get the phone in, but then they're oh, wearing that's... a cool funky hat. Dodo people are hilarious. Um, mm. uh, but uh, what was I going to say? I I can't remember. And that brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode one hundred and eleven. I want to say thanks very much to. It was something about Burton. Oh, in. Oh. I, I figure that the majority of, uh, the, of people that have two speakers in front of them are going to figure out that they can't actually get 5.1s surround sound over that system. I, I would bet that there'd be a lot of people out there who'd get the 10 HD and go, sounds no different. <laughs> Don't have the surround sound, but think they should get it. Anyway. Yeah, I, I think Ross is right. I, I really think so. And you know, remember, okay. well, last, in the last six weeks, I've been working with a lot of people who are like that. And uh, <laughs> For listeners at home, CSA, if you've only got two speakers, you're not going to get 5.1 surround sound, okay? <laughs> and that brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode 111. I want to say thanks very much to Crumpler, our giveaway sponsors, who give our stuff to give to you. If you want to enter the quiz, you can. Hooray at boxcutters.net is where to send your answers to. And that is also where to send your letters to Box Cutters. I also want to say thanks to 3RRR, whose studios we use for recording this podcast each and every week. You can check them out on the web at rrr.org.au. And, and I want to say thanks to Brett for this episode. And uh, why? <laughs> oh, you don't get thanked very often. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, that's thank you, Ross. You, you do a lot of work on the panel and putting the show together, and, and, and we don't say thank you enough. So here is a giant bunch of flowers <laughs> to present to you, yeah, Brett you'll, you'll see how small that uh, bunch of flowers is on the video podcast. There. And we, we look forward to whatever, uh, whatever endeavours you pursue in the future. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your time. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm Ross, kidding. Ross wanted to get you a gold watch. I said he's not worth that. He's not worth that. Until next week, my name is Josh Canal. Ross McQueen. Uh, well, up until tonight, I was Brett Crumpley. Thanks for listening to Box Gutters. I can't believe this outro music is sounding so sick. It sounds terrible. The faster you talk, the faster we can turn it off. Catch us again next week, same bat time, same bat channel. And hey, let's be careful out there. Once again, we would like to apologise for the sound quality in that previous episode.